0: Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast where if the shoe fits you wear it
1: and you gotta restart it Because the things it's sinking still.
0: Okay. Oh, we're good now Hey, welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast where if the shoe fits you wear it
1: and if the truth hurts You bear it.
0: That's right. That's right. That's cute. That's cute, but we're we're (laughs) joined That's how we start our podcast. That's our opening uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's I'm offended actually a little bit now
2: well, what are we doing? This is this is a unique format. I've been taking a media break.
0: Oh, you've been taking a media I don't break? Know, I
2: haven't listened to any podcast in like three months. Okay, that's your All excuse. Right, at that's least your excuse. At least, yes, at least. We yeah. did start
0: recording a year ago, though. Okay, so
2: Yeah, but then you guys like stopped recording like three or four months ago? I'm
0: offended. I'm also curious if Alex is coming through the sound behind me in the speakers, but that's neither here nor there. This is a tech issue because... Um, if he's not coming through speakers, you're not hearing him out there. So, we're doing a live recording um, with video. So, we're live streaming to Facebook. Hey, hey Facebook. Um, hey. Hi. Facebook uh, talking <laughs> <back> to you. <laughs> oh, you were Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook <laughs> we are joined uh, tonight in the Carpe Fide podcast by one Alex Rodriguez, hailing from the illustrious state of Illinois. So, uh, Alex, why, why don't you explain what brings you all the way to, to South Jersey?
2: Yeah, so I'm out here to spend the weekend with you guys because uh, your church is hosting a men's retreat conference? Advance. Men's Advance, because mm. men don't retreat. That's right. Retreat. Um, on Christ like retreat. Courage in a Crisis Culture, and I lead a ministry called The Men's Muster, uh, which is aimed at three focus points, seeing men delivered by Christ, discipled in Christ, and deployed for Christ. Um, and so work with churches, work with men, helping them understand the principles of discipleship and why it matters and how that's our identity, a disciple of Christ, and also host things like these boot camps uh, at local churches to help be an encouragement to men.
0: Awesome. And uh, that's why we have a special topic tonight, which we've been looking forward to doing actually for a little bit, at least uh, about three weeks. At least I have been. I'm excited about the topic we're going to cover tonight. Uh, the title of our... Uh, are you?
1: How many Bibles do you have open? On your
0: computer right this now? is my so this is my Logos presentation when I do church. It's literally oh, called okay. Church Bible. So no, that I always have my tabs open for Bible. But thank you for judging my my Logos layout. I appreciate that. I'm just thankful <laughs> <for> you <my laughs> handle it. Uh, the title for the title for tonight is um, China versus America. What makes a man? <laughs> so uh, what what spurred us on to uh, <laughs> to this particular topic? Um, was the uh, The recent It's not It's not recent uh, it, it came out recently Again uh, Actually like February 1st January 31st That China has been Aiming specifically um, Policy in, in its education In the schools um, At cultivating Masculinity That's how they phrased it that's, uh, that's what they were That's what they're aiming at Man school <laughs> Right Well kind of Man school Sure Um. And uh, and this this particular this particularly came back came up right at a time uh, when what was the the navy was just releasing um, some of its um, recent um, new yeah. paradigms uh, which were focused on um, equity which is you know equal outcomes for everybody and uh, and really adjusting some things and it was it's so an you an <laughs> and they're the same outcomes. <laughs> Regardless of how your ability or whatever, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so they were releasing that at the same time. It just was really striking that that China wants its school age children to begin to develop masculinity, and over here in America, we're trying to, in many ways, soften um, a lot of things in all of our culture, even perhaps in our armed forces. Uh, so that's that's kind of why we we picked up on this topic and thought it would be a great time at Alex coming in to lay down some cur- teaching on courage for men to be uh, courageous in the culture. Um, we thought it would be great to, to dive into this particular topic tonight. Um, so we got a little bit of a flow.
1: Yeah, we've got a couple different sections here. first thing that we're going to talk about is uh, what and why. Uh, why is China pursuing this policy? Uh, what, is, what is the reasoning behind it? Why, what are they doing? Um, next, we're going to talk about a little bit about our, our home country, America. Uh, is America pursuing masculinity? Uh, what, are, what are they doing about manhood? Uh, masculinity how and why and then we will be talking um, about China wanting the fruit without the root um, we're going to be talking about um, how scripture uh, what 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 we as Christians what what the root what, of masculinity, what 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 whatever uh, what the root of masculinity is uh, which is found in scripture um, and then we're going to talk uh, talk about what we should do how we should respond to all of this um, as Christians uh, in our local context and in our local churches. So that's the flow. Um, and I, I had a wonderful preview of this conversation at lunch today. Um, so I'm, really, I'm <laughs> really excited to listen to it again. This is your
0: second time having this conversation. It's
1: great. Um, like
0: Tony the Tiger say.
1: So uh, what, what what do you guys think? What, what, what's China doing? Why are they doing it? Why are they, why are they man camping it?
2: Yeah, so a series of articles came out. And... I guess China overall, the powers that may be, were looking at their culture, and they just felt that the boys were becoming soft. Uh, They were becoming radically feminized, and they were seeming to position that really in the categories of strength and responsibility, Uh, and just as they looked at the landscape of their boys, saying, those characteristics are missing, and we need to figure out ways to cultivate it, and cultivate it quick. Uh, is that is that a fair summary?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were definitely focused on uh, the fact that, um, and and it all stems from that that one chi- that one child policy. That's really where it stems from, um, the fact that they had trapped themselves into having only one child for oh so long, and the goal was to have a boy. And if you weren't going to have a boy, you weren't going to have a baby. And then once the boy baby came along, you you really exalted it to a, 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 well, a very much a. a a little godlike level where you were worshiping Mm -hmm. that child and that child did not certainly didn't gain um, as much independence as you would have thought or um, or or gaining of responsibility work um, different aspects of of the issue in fact in 2007 so this this issue is is far from new uh, at all 2018 there was an article um, and from the the global times uh, so if you if you go to the global times it's it's uh, it, it does a lot of Covering of foreign policy for china that's that's what the whole website does but they did an article on um, the fact that throughout China they had started this uh, this boys club to actually train uh, little boys to be to be uh, men uh, to help them garner some of these masculine qualities and uh, it said in the in the article it says in the six years since it has established the boys club uh, this so this would be the the six years prior to two thousand and eighteen so two thousand and twelve to two thousand and eighteen. The Boys Club had accepted about twenty thousand boys from ages five to twelve, whose parents pinned their hopes on the training to help their children to overcome problems of being lazy, acting cowardly, obesity, or crying too frequently. And uh, that's kind of how the, yeah. the 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 children had been cultivated, um, uh, particularly the the the, masu- the, the little boys, the, the children that needed to learn masculinity. Uh, and so they needed to have an initiative. They're, they're, they looked at it, having this initiative back in 2017. Actually, was the first time they looked at uh, addressing this. So uh, we're here in 2021 where it's come up again. But um, much like everything else, uh, when something goes under the radar for China and it resurfaces, it's already been too late. That's usually that's usually how that goes. So it's already too late. They're already working on this. 2017, they actually had released um, they had released a, a book into the fourth and fifth graders called Little Men. <laughs>
2: Little
1: we,
0: we have that book, don't we? No. Laura Ingles- oh no, 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 no! <laughs> not that book, <laughs> you silly! They introduced Little Men, which was designed to teach Louisa the little. May Alcott. Yes, that's correct. Louisa May Alcott wrote Little Men. That's the American version of a classic. Yep, yeah, but not Laura this. Uh... She wrote Little, little House Women. On the prairie. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. That's correct. Little Women was.
1: I know things. Louisa
0: May Alcott. So that's she wrote right. both of the men and women. Yeah, no, this little is little th- man, thank nine heavens. Nine thank heavens! It's like having <laughs> Siri here right now with a live audience. <laughs> it's so fantastic <laughs> we just ask questions and Google's listening all the time
1: quality over quantity
0: <laughs> so they wrote at least a book called Little Men it's in China Chinese and I, I did look at trying to purchase it myself uh, off of Amazon and, and it is in Chinese uh, completely there's no English person so, because... Amazon didn't ban that one. Oh no no it's not banned no and uh, <laughs> can't read it <laughs> I, can't, I can't read it but I could buy it for $20 um, but it is an education course to help little boys discuss and, and learn masculine topics in their school system. Hmm. That was 2017. So it's here. It's, yeah, it, it's here.
2: Global Times had a 2021 article and it says here it is a beauty for men to show their toughness in demeanor, spirit, and physique. Education is not only meant to foster men and women, but also duty and responsibility.
0: Mm, um, yeah, like that. That's, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Duty and responsibility. Absolutely. Things I never thought I'd want to say or never thought I'd say and, and also don't want to say. I agree with the Chinese Communist Party on this particular point.
2: Super yeah. But I think one of the things they also hit on, um, I don't know if we're transitioning to assume, but like they were also recognizing that the Chinese boys were being immensely emotionally driven mm-hmm. in all things. That's correct. Um, and so emotions became kind of the the hard drive. Uh, they directed everything, and they recognized that as a problem, um, something they needed correction.
1: So looking at um, you know it's crazy because in America emotionalism is God right I mean when we elevate our emotions to such a high status here um, that that to to not or to put down your emotions as even possibly potentially being misleading is is kind of scorned or spurned Um, and it's like it's it's just interesting how the CCP like saw that as a problem and then quickly corrected that, even over the course yeah. of a few years. I mean, th- tens of thousands of children are going to these these camps, these schools.
2: It's uh, it's insane. And um, it's interesting because none of us here would say that emotions are invalid or bad. Right. Emotions are beautiful, great things given to us by God. Um, but like... I, I got kids at home. My little boy will often get upset or bothered. And simply because he had that emotion doesn't justify the response or the action. So, you know, having to think critically, I'm feeling this, but is that the proper response? And is this the proper expression of that response right now? Um, And so, again, uh, an area that I think, without knowing all the details, at least at the surface level, I could agree with the CCP on that, that young men, well, even calling them boys, I think calling them young men, right, is important, uh, should not be uh, emotionally driven. I mean, for that fact, nobody should be emotionally driven. Um, but young boys that are going to sh- be trained to shoulder responsibility and duty cannot be governed by emotions because emotions will eat away at the very principles of doing your duty, despite how you feel. Yeah,
1: emotions in the driver's seat drives your car off the cliff. Um, we need, we need, we need sound minds. We need discipline, yeah. self control. These are all biblical concepts. The way we,
0: the way we say that. At uh missio day and, and on carpe Fide is emotions can be indicative, but they are never determinative. Right. The analogy of uh, they they emotions um, emotions are are crud. I just lost it. It was right there. I have to go back to that episode and look at that that analogy was so good. Link in the show notes, everyone. Link in the show, <laughs> always link, a link in, in the, the show notes. notes. Anything we get wrong, can't remember. There'll be a link. You can not a problem. It's not a problem mm-hmm. unless I call George. Orson, Orson Welles, or, or, George, George, George Orwell, George Orwell, Orson, Orson Welles, which was confusing last time. That was a faux plot. Oof. Oof. Uh, <laughs> connecting China now. So we've, we've talked a lot here about really what China's going after yeah. and, and why we can find agreement and common ground with them. It's, and it's, it's at its core, it's because China, we know, is, is literally stealing from the biblical worldview here. They're stealing aspects of masculinity from the biblical worldview. Now, to be sure, in the in the articles you'll read that we'll link, you'll see um, maybe some some cultural and societal imp- implications of men of masculinity in there. But when it comes to biblical manhood, accepting responsibility, um, being courageous, these things are are biblical first and foremost. And so they're they're swiping from that. Um, that worldview in order to
1: lay out their plan here in education you're telling me that the communist party in china isn't the originator of masculine Concepts most certainly not most certainly not. Well, thank god for that True. Yeah, 100% true literally Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep um, So w- w- what are some other what are what are some other problems that we face here in america when when talking about masculinity and femininity? um what what, what, prob- what other problems do you see in culture? How, how do we treat men? Well,
0: that that's uh, I, huge. You just opened up a giant can there.
2: I mean, I think we live in a point now where the idea of a man, first of all, there you can't say what a man is objectively anymore in our culture here in America. I wish you had brought potato. Uh, yeah, I uh, mean... I-
1: It's almost like someone told me and uh,
2: I forgot. Mm. So I think there's a part that... I can draw one. (laughs) Please
1: don't draw
0: one.
2: (laughs) The definition definition of a man or what a man is cannot be objectively true. Um, And so it's constantly being reshaped like Plato, what it is. And I find it interesting that uh, when we talk about manhood, the new phrase is toxic masculinity. And so... It's interesting when they say toxic masculinity because that presupposes there's such thing as masculinity to begin with and that there's a positive aspect of it. Yet nobody wants to define that. They want to say everything that's wrong with masculinity, but they never want to isolate what's right with masculinity or what it is.
0: Well, it's everything that's not toxic. So anything that toxic masculinity is, <laughs> it's not that. So
1: the femininity.
0: Well, everything that's not the toxic part.
1: Well, so I think, like the strength. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well... For, used us. correctly it, it, they, so, like, they don't talk about it yeah. though you're right that's the yeah. problem so nobody talks about masculine in the positive sense I think defining masculinity right is important and there's a variety some you know if you go to the secular world masculinity is simply going to be chemicals that produce certain responses linked to testosterone and things like that but I
0: think understanding that would be that would be the to science world to yeah science. the science world to and, science. And, and
2: psychologists analyze mm-hmm. that and all that to, to believe yeah. in to
0: science to science yeah Trust me. Okay. Um, Followed it to science, okay?
2: But when we talk about masculinity, I think we have to talk that there are certain characteristics, attributes, and expressions that are intrinsically tied to being a man. So, aggression, for example. Right. You know, is aggression necessarily bad? No, it depends how it's expressed, how it's wielded. Um, You know, what's the object of the aggression? Mm -hmm. And so, Simply saying that aggression is something that's toxic is, I think, just short-sighted. It's not understanding. If somebody breaks into my house at night and is seeking to do harm to my wife and children, and I display a high level of aggression to stop them for the security and safety of my wife and children or somebody else's wife and children, if it's on the street or something, that act of aggression is virtuous. It's good. It's, it's, It's given to me by God. And so I think the culture that we live in right now, because they're exterminating God, has no way to properly define masculinity. And so on top of that, we have, you know, the powers that may be, which I would say first and foremost are influenced by Satan, are trying to exterminate. Because if you exterminate masculinity, if you exterminate manhood, if you exterminate the idea of men, then everybody's left with the daddy wound, and who comes in to save the day, right? Big daddy. Big daddy.
1: Mm. Big Daddy G. Mm. The G stands for government.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, because God Glenn? also is the great healer <laughs> yeah, of all yeah. father wounds. Oh yes. Yeah. Government, right? Well, yeah. but you meant governor. In, in, in our culture. Here. Cause Cause yeah. The, yeah. here the powers that be yeah, is what we were talking about, uh, particularly. Gotcha.
2: So uh, yes. and you see that in yes. certain, you know, so lower socioeconomic communities where there is a father missing and young boys have certain characteristics that are displayed negatively, and the way to fix that is government assisting, government programs and mm. all that. Um, which just perpetuates a problem. yeah. Um, and then certain agendas come in. And I mean, we're at the point now that it's not even toxic masculinity. It's just a race masculinity, right? A five-year-old can just determine whether they're a male or a female or however they wish to identify. And so I think we're not even at the place now where masculinity is deemed toxic, but the complete eradication of masculinity and femininity And just saying we're just humans and we can express whatever we want, however we want, whenever we want.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's this is where I think – I'm sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. No. No, No, you can jump right in. I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No. No cutting off. Can
0: you please show everyone what you did on your book? Show them right now. You show your work. I drew a potato. So I had originally asked Jesse to bring Mr. Potato Head since I knew we were going to attempt to do a live stream so that we could illustrate – No one can see this. (laughs) No one can see it. It's it's a grotesque – it's a grotesque circle, which is supposed to signify a potato. Follow Carpe Fide on Instagram. Carpe video on Instagram, <laughs> you'll see the Mr. Potato Head, or the potato head that was drawn.
1: Let's <laughs> see a jelly bean. jelly <laughs> bean. Forgot
2: the eyes.
0: The whole, we didn't need to draw anything on it. The, the whole idea the was that we have
2: ha- eyes. So are they going to cancel <sighs> Toy not... Story because Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head in there? That's going to be super sad. So
0: what happened was, what happens is, with the potato head debacle that's going on, the potato head without any of the... <laughs> the features, is just a potato, which turns out is a plant, and I, I believe it's one, well, not one of the few plants in the horticultural world that is both gendered. It is actually asexual reproduction. There's no gendered plant there, so it's just a potato. Now I'm, I'm failing.
1: Potato plants have We're, flowers. flowers have right, flowers, flowers are gendered. Uh, Everybody's gotten a gender. <laughs> but <laughs>
0: But where does the pollen come from in a flower? What's that? Doesn't a flower have both parts? Because yes. yeah, so email and email. correct. So. <laughs> but it, it in of itself is not a separate gender. The oh, fla- no, I see what you're <sighs> For example, sure here. Why are you talking you know about what? things you don't know? No, I I do know. <laughs> so for example, and here, this will be enlightening, and maybe this will be another topic to talk about in another Carpe Diem podcast. I'm ready. But the marijuana plant actually has apparently. GENDERED DIFFERENT GENDERED PLANTS. YOU yeah. NEED YOU A MALE THIS the the the, so, SO SO I KNOW CRAP okay. YOU BIG BUTT MUNCH YEAH I SAID All IT right. I SAID IT SO THERE ARE SOME PLANTS THAT HAVE BOTH A MALE AND A <laughs> POTATOES AREN'T ONE OF THEM SO <laughs> HAVING A POTATO HERE WITH NO FEATURES ON IT IS OBVIOUSLY JUST A POTATO and imagine Mister Potato Head here. Well, no, just Potato Head because there's, there's nothing no on eyes. it. But if it's only the stereotypical features that go on it, right? Then, then just stereotypes are all that masculinity and femininity is, right? But obviously, that's a poor answer for what it is, right? It's something that is inside you. Well, if it's something that's inside you, and then it matches up with biology, biology dictates masculinity and femininity by by sending over two X or an XY chromosomes in your in your basic cells. I know. That there are mutations, okay? Don't don't come at me with that nonsense, okay? That that is not the defining role of either XX or XY. Yeah. All right, I, I I'm getting off topic. I think it's important to state, Gosh though. Darn it, with also, the just
2: state that masculine men, biological men, which is the only type of men there are. Um, well, you want to talk about the other kind? There's no people oh. that supposedly identify as a man. Oh, or whatever identifications. Uh, yeah, Ie right. uh, Caitlyn yeah. Jenner uh, was a man, and then well, whatever. Anyway. Um,
0: greatest, greatest female Olympic athlete ever, Caitlyn Jenner. Because she be all the men? He still is a man. Yep. Caitlyn oh, Jenner be it. all the men in her sport, which was, I believe, the decathlon.
2: Agreed. Mm. That's Agreed amazing. Um, but it's not. It's not to say that there aren't certain masculine and feminine characteristics. Like if a mother. Um, recently in the news there was this this young boy, 18 19 year old boy that was looking in the window at this girl the mom caught him he tried running off and she just dropped him she yeah. tackled him It was a good tackle right? it was a really good tackle
0: I think she aimed a little high she could have aimed a little lower but it was a good yeah. tackle
2: that was an expre- there, there was a there was a masculine expression of aggression there right so it's not to say that masculine masculine expressions or feminine expressions can only be displayed by a man or a woman. But characteristic of them on a day-to-day basis, masculine uh, expressions are for men, biological men. Now, and, but women can display masculine traits at times. Well, that's because
0: – so what we have here is, the, is, is what we would call the complementarianism of the Imago day, mm-hmm. right? So I mean – oh, no, wait. That would be transitioning to our biblical point already.
1: I I think we should. You think we should? I don't know. I feel like we're flying through this
0: right now. Are we going way too fast? I I don't know. We talked a lot about plants. (sighs) We did talk a lot about plants. (laughs) And now now I'm going to get all these questions from people like, uh, why do
1: you know so much about marijuana? I mean, that's my
0: question also. What's up (laughs) with the
1: marijuana
0: plants? (laughs) Look, I'm just saying I knew a thing, okay? I have friends. You did. Jeez. I don't know. And I'm not saying anything about the friends. That, and you know what? It's, not, it's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. You know what? about it and <laughs> and that's, nothing anybody and that's, else that's can what, do it. about it. Um, when, we, when we think about the American culture and man, manhood and womanhood, one of the things that goes into it is that men and women can display the same characteristics. But I, I would always – one of the things I always think about as they display those characteristics, they're still uniquely of the, yeah, that particular gender. Of that mother is displaying that um, in a way – that is completely um, and and rightly identified as a very beautiful, paternal, maternal instinct. Agreed. Right? And that's that's it's awesome. We watched that video and we're like, yes. Uh, by the way, link in the show notes, of course. Um, are you writing that down?
1: Is it paternal and maternal? Both it, on the she case is case. a parent
0: and a mother. So I was saying a paternal. It doesn't have to be. I just said paternal and realized I wanted to focus on the ladies. So it makes it maternal. Okay. I was confused. Thanks for that, though. Great. You know what? We should just edit this whole thing. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with clarifying. All right, um, but it but doesn't in mean tran- you're wrong.
1: It just means I'm more right.
0: <laughs> the the thing, one of the things that we talked about earlier, Alex, when we were discussing this podcast, and you and you brought it up, and it was uh, it's a it's a great point is that in the erasure, right? The goal being the erasure of masculine and feminine, rather, it is just. You know, you're 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 anything. You're, 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 you're a, you're a
2: blank all slate. You you are what you want to be,
0: right? And and in, in erasing these things, um, and the the assumption of of those roles fall to somewhere. They always fall to somewhere. So so when we see characteristics of masculinity like protection and provision, right? Not that those can't be displayed in a feminine way as well, but that they they have historically, biblically, biblically and historically been garnered to the man to yeah uh, but so something else has to take that place and the same with the with the with the woman who who is nurturing and culture building through through the home and and children and 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 as being caring for other individuals outside of the home that that also needs to be picked up by something as well so with that hole in America what we're seeing
1: is we know who wants to fill it
2: yeah I mean government is definitely stepping in on there
1: yeah I mean it's the same people that are filling it in China,
2: government's trying to tell you what masculinity is.
1: It's true, but they're but one government's
0: actually saying that masculinity is you know whatever, yeah. and you know there's not men don't have masculinity or men, if men have it, it's actually just toxic when they have it, right? And one government's saying, oh my gosh, our boys are very soft and if they maintain this way, we're going to have a real problem because it turns out humanity does not reproduce asexually and we're going to need to fix this. (laughs) So there's two different different answers to this question coming from China and America, and it's almost shocking when you look at which country is answering that question which way.
1: Correct.
2: I think it's interesting because whether you're America and you're trying to do away with historical norm, normal gender associations, right? Uh, Which is just ludicrous. Or you're in China's end and you're trying to boost up more masculinity among the young boys. The question still is, you're operating from a certain presupposition that these things do exist or have come from somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? So you're trying to redefine something that you recognize you didn't create. Right, so you have to ask yourself: Where what is the origin even of masculinity, of femininity? Where does that come from? And depending on where that origin is, you have to ask yourself: Do I have even the right or ability to restructure and redefine the thing? Right. And I think that's an ama- I think that's the amazing situation we find ourselves in, um, because masculinity doesn't matter. Women, you know, in America, the world we we're talking. But 2 o'clock in the morning, you hear the window open, all of a sudden, who's going to go check what happened if you're in a married home or a well, city home, right? if you
0: watch Wanda and yeah. Vision, you'll know that it's it's Wanda that has to check the, to make sure everything's safe outside. Not Vision. No, not at all. Not who's not playing all. the traditional masculine yeah. role and Wanda's playing the female role. He he cowers while while Wanda takes on the, the thing. Is Thank that, you, Disney. Is that, is that a real thing? Oh, is 100%. That, yeah. Can I get a witness out in the crowd? Yeah. I, see? It's wow. true. And here's, so, the, here's the amazing It's thing. a joke, yeah. though. It's obviously a joke. Yeah. What? So when you watch it, I mean, it just happens, but it's obviously a, it's obviously funny because the man is the one that everybody not knows not scared.
2: They're right? That, that that it's going against what should be, you know, the what ought, right. the ought to be. Um, and I think one of the most, and I think it's just so heartbreaking though, because we're setting up, I have up beautiful daughters at my house. I have a daughter in Washington state. And to think that they're going to grow up in a, they're growing up in a culture that's that's putting a narrative forward that their future husbands should not necessarily take that position of leadership to be the protector, provider and presider of their home is heartbreaking because it's going to just lead to a train wreck in our country. It's going to lead to a just unbelievable amount of abuses And neglects and depression and, I mean, men commit suicide at far higher rates than women do in America. Why? Variety of reasons. But I think one of the things is we live in, they're living in a time where there's no dads in the home because the value of a man in the home has been completely diminished, Mm -hmm
0: tear the family yeah. tear the society tear the culture build it the, destroy culture, the, nuclear family. It the yeah. way you want it and
2: you can't have a family without a father figure it's just reality if we're talking biblically the bible doesn't say there's no love like a mother's love the bible says there's no father there's no love like a father's love and so we see that this idea of masculine masculinity is central to the flourishing of societies the way god created it god made adam he's supposed to care protect for eve They have children. They procreate. His sons do likewise, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. It's nothing new. The devil attacks the woman. Adam stands by idly because Adam didn't rise to his God-given masculine responsibilities. Coward. Right? And so Satan knew that, and we see that forward. Every society that seeks to live according to a godless agenda does what they can to push strong, God-honoring, masculine Leadership, away. That's how you disrupt God's design. You disrupt God's design. Societies collapse upon themselves. Mm. That's just what happens. China recognizes this to some degree. That if you lose the men, you actually lose that po- that position of power and protection and provision. So it's so funny too, and this is this maybe
0: goes more into touches more into the, into the articles and this whole meta idea that we're kind of seeing over um, in more of a political affair kind of way across the globe. This globalism, this globalism here. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> when you're when you're looking at the globalism, you have and, and this is absolutely. I mean, this is I, I, I gabbed this out. I didn't Facebook this out a couple weeks ago, or maybe, maybe yeah, but a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, gab. It's a thing. So the idea that this policy that China's got in place has been in place since 2017, right? We're hearing about it now because our 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 culture, <laughs> like there are other countries that are upset that America's culture is seeping into theirs, right? It's mm-hmm. seeping into Europe. It's seeping into China, even right? This whole culture of, um, well, I mean, I. I don't like using pejorative terms. I feel like SJW is a pejorative term. Um, but this whole culture of, of degrading masculinity and femininity, right? And and so now, now, four years later, after 2017, you have a book entered into the school and a whole paradigm shift in education. Now, 2021, it resurfaces again, right, at the meeting of the people's congress which is such a it's giant a air quotes there oh my god in china quotes. the meeting of the people's congress in china right it resurfaces four years later and now there's an outcry of oh but who are you to say what's masculine and feminine chinese government and i'm pretty sure xi jinping looks at you and says um i say whatever i want and
2: He's a reasonable That's kind of what you're pe- gonna do. So. he's a reasonable
0: guy. No, he's very reasonable. Absolutely, he's probably listening. He's like, just drop it that in the comment box. Don't forget to put your name and address. We'd like to know where you live. Um, <laughs> they already know. They already know. So Facebook told them. 5G, 5G everywhere. Oh no, we're getting into a whole totally different conspiracy theory here. Um, that this whole, but but they're looking. They're looking at this scene, right? Like if we can, and they started four years ago. If we can get this whole masculinity thing down, right? Uh, in 40 years we'll be walking into America mm-hmm. who's gonna stop them yeah, yeah. we've we, once you once you take away some of these base uh, root fundamental uh, n- masculine features of a man manhood itself of courage responsibility honor duty these things once they are gone well, it's just take hey, no come on in hey no no it's okay here have a flower here's some chocolate. what else would you like right because there's no there's nothing there left all right from from what God has made man and 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 therefore there's nothing left and this is the this is the sad truth there's nothing there left for what God has made woman either Mm -hmm.
1: right when you you strip the one you strip you strip both of them
0: and your line was great China wants the root wants the fruit right the fruit of masculinity without the root which is God created right that's yeah. the initial route
2: i mean that's the only way real quick to Jesse's point like it is when you strip one you just strip the other we're seeing this right now with the equality act and what that's going to do for female sports right and a good a high school girl who has worked so hard to so get an a, a, a athletic scholarship and you know bobby decides to identify as barbara and smokes her in the track field and he, after smoking
0: that, previously because uh, he's a man yeah. and yeah. That's you know, what happens. They're he, just differently built.
2: And he takes he takes all that and so women it, it's it's funny cuz the destruction of masculinity is actually the destruction of women's rights. Yeah. Is what that is. Now, as far as the fruit and the root is true because so many, not everything China is saying about masculinity is right, but those things that they are saying that we can amen and agree with, that's the fruit, but you have to ask where does that come from? It comes from God. God made man, God made woman, therefore God defines masculinity and manhood, femininity and womanhood. And it's, there's always been an understanding of what it means to be a man. And so I think of in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 2, King David is about to die, and he knows he's about to die. And so he's talking to Solomon, his son, and he says to him, as for me, I'm going the way of all the earth. Be strong. And be a man. There was an understanding there between David and Solomon of what a man ought to be. David didn't need to unpack it. His boy knew it. Boys today, young men today, you can't tell a young man today, be a man. He's, gonna, he's not going to know what that means.
0: It's probably something toxic.
2: It's, toxic <laughs> Why something. would I want to be that? It's toxic. I mean, I think I didn't, when I grew up, um, my father walks with Christ now. Praise God. But growing up, that wasn't the case. I had no idea what it means to be a man. I fell into manhood. I picked up things along the way. But there was never a set mold of what a man should be and an intentional stepping into it. I fell into it and bumped myself around. So I got cues on manhood from the music I listened to, which was heavily hip-hop and rap. And so women... Kid
0: rock. Oh, no. I'm looking at you. I see kid (laughs) rock all over.
2: And so women became... you know. Part of being a man was seeing women as objects to be used. Right? right. Not, yeah, not, right. not Absolutely. precious treasures to be protected. Mm. Uh, right? Uh, fame and in the, in the recognition of men became something at the expense of integrity. Mm. Right? Responsibility? No, you find ways, right? Ways to lighten the load. Manipulation gives way. How can I be most manipulative so I'm, I, I can get the most reward with the least amount of responsibility? Mm. Right? This is what is still going on today. And so so I think so much of the the illiteracy you know, you of masculinity
0: You didn't say responsibility in there at all. You, you didn't pick up on that from the music or anything. You didn't learn all of those songs liar. about responsibility and
2: doing yeah. the hard thing. They were all and,
0: about duty and honor?
2: No, they were I mean, yeah, I mean I'm have you ever listened to Eminem? Dude, that's all about like honor uh, and virtue. Yeah, I
0: mean, I gotta go back and listen. I think I'm gonna beautiful balance of, of his
2: protection and honoring of Kim. Um, <laughs> totally, we're gonna totally divert right oh, now. Oh, but yeah, did oh, you
0: ever hear his first EP that he sold out of his trunk? Yeah, I've, did you hear the, that? Yeah. yeah, that wasn't so, that was so so funny how different that was from the rest of his mainstream yeah. stuff. And, you know, there would maybe a digression. Digress. digression. But even,
2: <laughs> I mean, even considering now, I mean, like there is a, comp- I mean, but it's affecting. It's affecting how women see themselves. That's why Cardi B and WAP. Is the number one song in America. How does that do anything positive for women? Nothing. And that song actually perpetuates the abuses that men tend to, to, to act out toward women hmm. because it simply objectifies them even more. So a man then looks at a woman as even more so of an object.
0: Check out the Carpe Fide uh, episode yeah. on the web.
1: It's that's so, that's so disgusting. So, <laughs> it makes me angry. Yeah,
2: men, the, it's, I like, think,
0: it's like the sound that macaroni in a pot makes. <laughs> You might need a bucket and a mop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So Jesus. Lord, Lord, come quickly. That is Uh, it's just it's degrading.
2: There is an illiteracy of 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 masculinity in our culture because I'll put it this way. The reason there's an illiteracy of masculinity is because there's an illiteracy of the Bible.
0: Yeah.
2: If people were more biblically literate, we would have more men standing up and leading in their homes, in their churches, in their communities. You would have more women standing with pride in the way God has made them to be nurturers and caregivers and, and these culture um, builders. Culture builders, they build right? the culture. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever like uh, Frances Schaefer's wife, Edith Schaeffer, wrote a book on homemaking you going to tell me Edith Schaeffer was a, some kind of a second-class woman? No, she was well, she wrote a, a book, force so, to be no. reckoned with. <laughs> right. But her whole book, which is beautifully written, is on homemaking. And she flourished under the masculine leadership of her husband, Francis Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And so I think a major reason that there is an illiteracy of masculinity is because there's an illiteracy of God and his word. And so what China is doing Is hey let's rewrite The manual because if we give them A manual to follow at least They have a reference point the problem is The parts they're getting right is cosmic Plagiarism because they're stealing from God Amen. And the parts they're getting wrong is simply To foster and bolster their own private agendas
1: Faux show. yeah definitely And I mean it's going back to And and this is kind of where we wanted to land Before we get into application is Is the idea that you know while there are certain things that we recognize that the CCP is actually promoting that is that is good biblical masculinity, they are they are doing nothing but stealing from God, and well, ultimately they will pervert it um, because that's just what sinful man does. But we have to go back to Scripture. We have to go back to the first things. We have to we have to know Scripture, study Scripture. We have to consult with God as to what He says masculinity and femininity are and pattern ourselves our families our churches and our cultures after that and so th- this is this is kind of the last the last section that we wanted to talk about here what what is a Christian supposed to uh, w- what kind of understanding of, of masculinity and femininity is a Christian supposed yeah. to walk away with from the scriptures not from China not from not from America no. with the with the perversion of our culture but, but what are we actually supposed to latch on to as the biblical definitions or biblical roles of, of manhood and womanhood?
2: So we were talking at lunch. Sure were. Um, and we mentioned... <laughs> Boy, were we. <laughs> oh, yes. We were talking about courage being the first virtue that informs all yes, others. Yes, that's correct. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, um, this time I'm reading out the Christian Standard Bible. It says, Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous... Be strong.
0: Want me to read that out of the ESV?
2: So that was the, the Christian standard. So now read that out of the ESV.
0: The ESV says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong.
2: Now that's important because when we look at the original languages, act like men is synonymous with be courageous. Yes. And so men, as far back as we go, were to be Men with chests. C.S. Lewis calls, talks about men without chests. A man with a chest, a man with courage, a man who runs to the gunfire, not from the gunfire. And I forget how the Lewis quotes regarding virtue, but in courage, do you remember it? The courage is the the virtue that informs all others. Yeah, yeah. that's how he ver- that's how he words it. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's the first virtue, which was another contemporary of his. It wasn't yeah. Chesterton, but we- another one calls it the first virtue. Yeah. Actually, that may go back to like Plato or Socrates. Yeah. Courage yeah. is the first virtue.
2: Because if you don't have courage, you can't lead. You can't truly love. You, because you have to be willing. A man has to be willing to sacrifice. And so as I've thought about what masculinity and manhood is biblically, I've landed at the definition that it's the joyful embracing of sacrificial leadership. But it has to be fueled by Godward love for the glory of God and the well-being of others. Yeah, I mean
1: right. that that's right from first, or that's right from First Corinthians. The the next verse directly after the one that you quoted Let, is yes. Let all that you do be done in love. Correct. So yeah,
2: and so we have in order to in order to to sacrifice to lead uh, to into love, you have to be courageous enough to risk. You have to be courageous enough to to sustain loss and burden, and I think God gave men broader shoulders for a reason. We carry heavier burdens. And so we have to have the courage to do that, you know, to, to stand in the gap. A man stands in the gap. Adam did not stand in the gap between Eve and Satan. Yeah, it was Adam, a failed, failed masculinity.
0: Yeah. I think what's so so striking in this too is that the distru- as the destruction of the family has crept into culture, right, and single parenthood has become far more a, well, sadly, a, a, a almost norm- normative, normative yeah. um, uh, family unit. Um, you hold it up, right? So you say a phrase like, "The reason men have bigger shoulders is because they were they were called to carry larger burdens," right? And and because of the brokenness of our culture, you say that, but you look at a single mom, and that single mom looks at you and says, "How dare you?" Right? Of course. How dare you say that? Look yeah. what I'm carrying, and I I look back and say, y- "You have been have been." created in the image of God, and he is giving grace upon grace. There's grace upon grace for single mothers, single fathers to have to be, to have to try to bear the burden of mother and father at the same time. And it is not that he doesn't give the grace for you to be able to carry that burden, because he does, and that is glorious to him. But But that is not how he designed it to be. And that is not the function of it. What was called is for the man to be able to build the house and to help the wife to fill it as she makes the home inside and as the man defends it so that she has the right to be the strongest, most capable, most most loving, most nurturing woman that she can. And and that means the, the husband has to engage outside the home. He has to engage inside the home. And he has to live out his calling to be courageous and do that because I can tell you what it it is it is not it's like it, it is not hard to it's hard for me to think about going out and fighting one of the things I love about some of the guys I listen to men like like uh, like Jocko Wilnick and uh and Willink, 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 I always, I always mess that up. Jacko Willink, you know, Dan Crenshaw, um, uh, I always forget the guy's name that did Black Rifle Coffee, but he has a podcast too. Matt Best, too. thank you, Matt Best. Um, also, best-selling author. I don't want to, I don't want to take Matt Best down a peg. He, he also makes really great coffee, and that's what I like him for. Um, <laughs> but I hear these guys talk, and they are, they were glad to go fight and, and to do something that we look at as objectively, uh, like very, very masculine, to stand on the front lines and and fight the enemy. But they are thankful for that and they often communicate how simplistic that was for them. How doing that was where they wanted to be and, and the action like there's so much that's difficult in that moment, but the actual mm-hmm. thing was simplistic. And that there's so much more difficulty in the layers of trying to build a home, yeah. to build a business, to be in relationship. Um, there's so much there's so much hardship there. So yeah. we, we work
2: I mean it's work inside and outside. And I think that so a couple of things like I wasn't taking anything from single mothers, my wife, before, oh, we, no, got, absolutely. Yeah, before I, we got remarried. Um,
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to make that sound yeah, no, like no, no, did no, that. Did no, I make it no, sound no. like that? I'm no, so sorry. Um,
2: you know, I was pre- me, me and her were previously married before we were, came to faith. We got divorced because I was a bonehead. But then we got remarried later on after I came to faith and she came to faith. But she was a single mother for a long time. And I, as we were beginning the process of, of getting back together, trying to help her carry that load... And so I have so much respect and sympathy for the single mom, but it's not God's design, right? Like we said, and this is where, right? So if we're going to transition a little bit here to application, right? One of the ways that we can help lift up out of the ashes true biblical masculinity and by extension true biblical femininity is by the church then coming alongside a single mother, Right Amen. and men in the church saying, "Hey, are there things around the house that maybe I can fix? Hey, you have a son, let me take him to basketball practice. Let me teach him how to throw a free throw, um, shoot a free throw. You know, let me score a unit goal point. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, like we have an opportunity as the the men in the church to help in those situations. Right. You got a little boy, let me do that. You know, and that's a very tangible way the local church and men in the local church can help single mothers." Operate according to God's design. If you're a single father and you got girls at home, right? Communicating with elders and deacons and maybe women at the church, being able to help those young women and those daughters be the women that God designed to be. The church should be at the forefront of helping redeem this in the broken culture. I think that is a very important intangible thing that can be done. And we have the resources to do it. Let's put our resources there instead of, you know, getting stadium seating. Yeah, well, I it's, was just, it's pivotal.
1: Yeah. No, go ahead. It, it's pivotal. I mean, we just talked through church membership a couple of weeks ago, and one of, the, one, of the, um, one of the things that God has as, a, as analogous to um, – or one, one of the analogies that God uses for the church is a family. Christians are God's children. We are, we are brothers of Christ. We are co-heirs with Christ. You know, and, and, and the idea of family is so important because, because God provides for his people um, in very tangible ways on this earth. And that is primarily through, excuse me, um, the family of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. When, when there are these deficiencies, you should have everything you need. This is Acts 2. You, sh- you, have, you should have everything you need within the body of Christ. It is it is brothers and sisters meeting the needs of of the family together, and and where there are holes, men and women need to step up into those roles. And we just talked about uh, just just this past Wednesday night. We talked about what's the role of the church to to children as 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 mechanisms of societal change. What is the church's role um, to children of Christian parents? Yeah. And and there is a role for for singles for marrieds without children for marrieds uh, with children and for and for grandparents parents or people who have raised children and and who have left the home and now can invest in another generation there are roles within the body of Christ for every single person in each of those scenarios to invest in to families yeah uh, even even in even coming from brokenness and broken families
0: I just want to take a quick pause while we're still going so don't lose your thought, but uh, my thought is finished. I if you are uh, if you are on the stream and you want to ask some questions, now's a good time to type them in um, so that we can answer them. If you uh, if you're in the audience and you don't feel like verbalizing your question, you can also simply silence your phone, log on to the Facebook stream, and type it in because we'll, we have the we have the comment section up for our live stream. Or if you just like to shout them out and you feel bold, you're welcome to also just shout them out. Um, and it can be I'm, I'm just starting out here. I feel like we're we're. We're, we're pretty far enough about this topic, so ask any question any question at all and even if it's off topic, even if it's not about masculine and femininity uh, china and uh, and, uh, and America and and our views of those genders what's what? What, how is you it say ironic?
1: It? Is, it an, is it ironic that that China after in 2017 after Donald Trump got elected was like, oh no, we need to start raising manly kids. Whoa! You're making oh you're man, connecting that's dots. a whole other podcast. You're connecting different dots there, man. You better oh, simmer no. down. <laughs> you better
0: simmer down. Look, great. That Facebook kicked us off. Way to go. 2024. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> huh? We're not going there. Uh, not so I just want to make sure if anyone would like to, they can uh, they can access uh, the questions on the live stream, and we will we will read them. And if you have any questions, look. If you don't have any questions. I have no problems talking for another 15, 20 minutes. We're doing great. Yeah, yeah. We are at right about 50 minutes right now in the, in the podcast. So, so um, I just wanted to let you guys know where we're at. We're,
1: we're doing good. We try Thanks. to keep it to an hour. You're doing a great job communicating about the time and where we are. But we, we like thoughts. To go Do, two, two thoughts. thoughts Two
2: dose? My, one of my favorite books in the entire Bible is the book of second Timothy. Why is that? Um, it was one of the first books where I dug in what it meant to be a man when I got mm. discipled by my spiritual parents. Awesome. But what's interesting about 2 Timothy is that Timothy was raised in the faith by his mother and his grandmother, but his father was not a Jewish man. He was probably a Gentile Greek of some sort who did not walk with him, and he's just absent from the picture. And yet Paul, the apostle Paul, calls him his son in the faith. Paul took it upon himself to teach Timothy how to be a man before God.
0: You know who did the same thing in the Old Testament? You had you had David who knew to walk with God, Mm -hmm. right? And and his he had learned that through through his his family. You had Jonathan who did not know how to walk with God, and he had learned that through his family. And then you have David and Jonathan coming together, and suddenly both of them begin to move towards God. Mm. Anyway, good.
2: And so there's this one of the practical things we can do as a church is wherever you're at, finding a younger man and trying to pour into him hmm. biblically, Yeah. biblically, right? Sure, there's practical male skills, just skills, like change your oil, right? But change more so, power. like, form godly character in in this young man. Find ways to do that. Paul did that for Timothy, and Timothy ends up leading the church in Ephesus, ends up suffering for his faith, ends up going from what some believe is a, a, a fearful posture to a posture of strength and courage. Why? Because an older man in Christ took it upon himself, took the initiative to invest into him. I think that's a super important uh, component when we talk about this. I think another important aspect as we think about the church and, and, and these roles is as men like you're like I'm a single guy. What can I do? We need more men being involved in nursery in kids' church. Why? Because those younger children need to see positive examples of strong men willing to invest to in them in what appears sometimes to be the most mundane of tasks.
0: Yeah, if you're familiar today, this should sound like stereo right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
2: I'm outside. I'm out in Chicago, and kids' ministry is basically all women-led for the most part. You're pulling teeth to try to get kids to uh, men to do that. I was thankful I had a pastor who said, if you want to be a pastor first place, you got to learn how to serve. And I served like three years with the kids ministry, right? Little boys and little girls need to see godly men invest, leading and investing into them from that place. They need to look at those men and say, wow, that is a picture of of security, of instruction, uh, of care, of compassion. That's a practical way to help shape and redeem true biblical masculinity. And I would say, you know We've been talking a lot about masculinity, and at times we're prefacing a biblical... I'm just going to say this. God made man. Therefore, any man who is not by the blood, by faith in Christ, through His shed blood on the cross and his resurrection united to God, cannot be a man. If you are not in Christ, you have no hope of fully being a man. Hmm. You can do manly things, but you are not a man. Hmm. Because if God made man, and you have been separated from God until you're reconciled to God... Through the ultimate man, Jesus Christ, you cannot holistically call yourself a man. You cannot holistically embody manhood, and you cannot holistically claim to be masculine in nature. It's a shadow of the thing. Yeah. Um, no, I'm
1: I'm I'm down, I'm down with all of that. Um, I have no more to say. I thought I did, but
0: wow, that was that was illuminating.
1: It was profound, was it not?
0: I mean, the real the kicker there, Alex.
1: It, it's the it, put, it, put that on a T-shirt.
0: <laughs> come at me, Phil. Look, come the, me, Phil. The, the 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 reality of the practical and the and the spiritual they come together. So if you're teaching a if you're teaching a, if you're teaching a kid just about anything, uh, if you're teaching a a a, a boy something. If you don't if you're not seeing the spiritual implications that are there, right? One when you're trying to teach something to a child who the pride in them wells up against you. I mean, my gosh, there is biblical lessons there, right? When you're when you're teaching a child and something goes wrong and it's not working correctly, there are biblical lessons there. It is never easy. It is never easier to do something that you could do yourself with a child. Never. And so, as as biblical men and as as biblical women, we we pick up these children and we do something with them. You will be spiritually pouring into that child as they learn something else, whether it's whether it's laundry or mowing the lawn or changing a tire or 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 how to cook, how to bake. My kids love doing all yeah. of those things. Mm-hmm. Not laundry. There's I, if you like doing laundry you know what, you message me because you're a unique human and I have plenty for you to do.
1: Teddy likes doing laundry.
0: Well, I'll certainly put him to work later. Seems a little young right now. Yeah, I, I, I think I intimate. remembered.
1: Do you mind if I, do you mind if, so yeah. I, I remembered uh, where I wanted to go with that. Thanks for rubbing me. Um, <laughs> and strike that from memory. And okay. <laughs> link, link in the show notes. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but uh, th- there's this, I wholeheartedly I wholeheartedly agree. I'm one hundred percent on board with the idea of men taking these roles in the church and and doing them. But I I, I want to be realistic because I, I've been in discipleship relationships. In fact I'm not gonna say that. I've been in discipleship relationships that have completely failed. And it is so easy for me, one of one of my biggest things is I can get so easily discouraged that I want to quit and never do it again. Because it was because it was to me, and in that moment, in that temporal space, fruitless. But that's not the po- that that should not be the of the posture of the of a man of God. We continually pour out. We continually find ways to uh, I- invest in people. Uh, and if someone walks away, you find a new person until you make them walk away. And then <laughs> you know what I mean. Or. <laughs> What what I'm trying to say or is or they grow and or, or and they flourish, grow or they grow and, and mature and and they replicate yes, exactly right, which right, is we knew what you meant. which is right, but um, <laughs> anyway but but so when we look at Paul and Timothy and I love the relationship of Paul and Timothy, um it, it is one of one of one of my the fate my one of my favorite things to look at in the scripture is the way that Paul talks to Timothy, um but but when we look at that we're not all going to be that um. In in its success, but we can be. Well, who's responsible for the success? God is responsible for growing that. Mm. But but it never would have happened. It never would be. Um, it never would be an example to us if Paul had not done the thing.
0: Obedience. We yeah.
1: have to do the thing. We mm. must be obedient and ask questions later. Do the thing. Um. So yeah. So I, I just wanted to encourage people not that if you, if you right are discouraged right and your ministry is stifled. You need to get back on the horse because there's more work to do. Amen. Plenty more work to do.
2: And I'm going back to a little bit earlier in the conversation, but I think it's really important for those who are parents of boys and girls to recognize that there's certain things. So I have a little seven-year-old. I I had two daughters at home. And when my wife found out, we were going to go to the doctor to find out if we're having a boy or girl. I was praying for da- another daughter. I did not want a boy at all. Really? I did not want a son. I was praying, asking God to not give me a son. Because I was so worried I was going to break him. Because I was going to be too hard on him. Hmm. I knew little girls, okay, I'm a, I'm, I protect, I nurture, I care. But I I fear I was going to put an expectation too hard on him as a son. Hmm. God give me a son. And one of the things I had to learn also is that there's certain things that boys do that girls don't. Sure. Don't parent the boy. Don't parent the masculinity out of your son. Oh no. Right? If your son is that again, he's running around the house Mm -hmm. and he's jumping off the the couch because he's pretending he's a superhero. Like, there's something going on in his mind and his heart there about protecting, providing, leading, courage. Like, channel that in a positive direction. If your son wants to wrestle, wrestle with your son. Show him how to channel his aggression properly. Like God made us different mentally emotionally spiritually and physically don't parent the masculinity out of your boy yes i think that's such a hard thing our public school system wants little bobby to act like little barbara oh no be quiet sit down have really good handwriting make sure you use bubbly little hearts over your eye oh no right and that's just not how boys are wired especially at that age you know how dare you Right, um, you know, these are the things, like, you will expect him to sit for 30 minutes in story time quietly. Well, he's got an active imagination as a little boy. I was at a church. I will not say the, the church. name. Not say um, <laughs> well, can... afterwards, maybe. Link in the yeah. notes, come on. Yeah. Oh. And uh, a new senior pastor came who was a, a little bit younger than me mm-hmm. and uh, had a boy, and they went to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And Chick-fil-A, him and his son and some other son were making eye contact, making funny faces, coming up and down in the booths, you know, popping their heads up. Mm -hmm. And one of the boys pretended to have a gun and shoot him. And this pastor came and told us at staff meeting how hard and traumatizing that was because it was perpetuating violence.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So the pastor
2: was playing with another? No, the pastor's son saw another boy in the Chick-fil-A. Oh. And so they were kind of poffered up and down in there in the in the oh, the boys were yeah oh, the so, boys yeah, were playing kind of across the across the diner the diner and the little boy popped up and was like bang and, and his son was like oh you know like but then he got shot in the Oh pastor, so they were still playing it was, yeah, was like, well, there it was what? no issue with the kids no no issue with the, and the father the pastor came and told the oh, staff no. meeting that how, this is perpetuating the violence and the toxic masculinity And we're just teaching For reals though? He was like super devastated I mean he also wears salmon colored pants So that's a whole nother issue whoa, right? whoa, whoa, whoa Do you have salmon colored pants? Not anymore
0: but I did Yeah And good. I wear them again if I fit them Can't fit them though
2: Don't wear salmon colored pants man
0: It's Look it's never a question of the color of the pants by the way I just want to I'm going to throw this out there The question is How tight are the pants? No, that's They were tight Oh well see that's his problem right there Okay you don't want, No block okay. and tackle should be visible in the pants. That's the problem of I pants. don't have
1: salmon-colored pants.
2: I just have okay. to say that. Neither do I. So you're outnumbered. Okay. Um, and I lead a men's ministry, dude. So. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> what the... He wrote okay. a page called <laughs> The Men's but,
0: Muster. But, do you want to arm wrestle right now?
2: Let's arm wrestle right now. Let's do it.
1: I
0: don't want okay. to. Okay. I have tendonitis.
2: Um, but... I just worked it out. This idea, right? They were parenting the boy out of him. The idea of like good and evil, defending and... Yes. Like, that's part of being a boy. Part of growing into being a man. Like they're getting to the point now where a boy plays a Nerf. I've seen it. You're on a Zoom call and a kid has a Nerf gun and he gets suspended. Yep. I mean, I don't know how you suspend a kid when he's already doing online schooling, but whatever. The kid's um, like, "Oh no. You
0: know, I'll stay home and not be on this horrible video."
2: It's so crazy because <laughs> they don't want him to do that. Right? You can't play Nerf gun. You can't be a boy. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this cognitive dissonance that's going on in our culture because then they can play like Fortnite and Call of Duty and this and that, and that's not an issue, right? Right? But people are they're trying to parent the masculinity, they're trying to instruct the masculinity out of our young boys and young men at the schools for sure, at the public school system. I mean, that is just well, it's
0: it's um, it's institutional. I'm, you use your terms. I'm just you know, I know how much you love to talk about education. I, I've been holding my tongue. It's the, the, whole the institutionalization time. of
2: of education yeah. right? institutional yeah. emasculation oh no oh.
0: what what oh no oh. i'm gonna um <laughs> there's no questions online does anybody have any questions here or any thoughts that you wanted to discuss maybe more in depth or you want to be offend somebody go ahead Follow up in China is there is there the same thing happening in China with with um, with the female population being more masculine and are they attempting to feminize them more? Two questions.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I simply don't know enough about what's going on in China to to answer that second question. But we did we, we did in our in our debrief lunch meeting, uh, we. We did talk about actually that that relationship of the idea of of pulling down the man and and m- mask it. We we had no idea what word to use, but make it but making women more masculine. Um, you know, I, I kind of saw that as a as a the word is escaping me. A correlation. I kind of saw that correlating. Um, but then Justin talked about the potato head, um, and and you know. We we did that, but but yeah, I mean, there's it's a complicated it's a complicated thing to discuss because when you create the vacuum, when, when you pull the man out of the space, there's a there's a hole there, and the problem is is that the hole needs to be filled. So you're either filling that with you're either elevating women's roles into that role, which is not the God given design, you know, or or you have the government stepping into that role. Uh, and, and trying to, to be the protector-provider for um, the, the society in, in that sense. So, you know, and, and this, does, this does play into the same conversation of, of single parenthood, right? So when, when, there is a, when there is a separation, there is a hole there, and, and God does yeah. give much grace in that. But, but there, there is a sense that, I mean, m- my thoughts on this stem from uh, C.R. Wiley's book, um, The Household and the War for the Cosmos. I mean, and he, he briefly lays out the, the destruction of the family starting with post-Civil War era, um, you know, industrial revolution, uh, man leaving the house to go to work. Whereas before, the man's work would be in the home. The wife would contribute to it. The children would contribute to it. Um, and and then, then you have the industrialization um, and men going to factories to work. And then the, the child labor laws and children being sent to mass schooling. And then all that's left is the woman in the home with nothing to do. And then you have the rise of the, the feminist movements. And the, the point there is that where these whole and, – and, and now you have today where families are so broken that you're, you're lucky to have a meal with one another. And, cer- and if you do, certainly you're not talking to one another. So there, there's a, there is a progression of destruction. And, and where the holes are, they get filled with other things. Right when when a man pulls himself away from relationship with people or w- or with women, he finds relationship with other things. He he uses and abuses pornography. He uses and abuses video games to fill space. He uses and abuses uh, other things to to imitate a shadow of what's of of the reality of, of what he should have. You know, pornography replacing intimacy. You know, um, video games replacing community brotherhood. You know, so you, and there is a vacuum when the, when the man's not there, there is a vacuum. And I do think that there is a sense in which our culture is elevating women's roles into man's roles. Um, but, but there's also a lot more going on. So
2: I don't want to talk too much. I'm talking way too much. Well, I think That's good, but it's nothing new, right? Because if yeah. you go to Genesis three, what does God say is going to happen as a result of this? That the woman's desire will be contrary or opposed to that of her husband. Or her husband will rule over her. And so what we're seeing today, because there is this aspect of women saying, anything you can do, I can do better, right? I can do anything better than you To men. Not understanding that ontologically, at our essence, who we are, man and a woman are equal. But they have different roles. They have distinct roles and responsibilities. And there's a lack of being content with what God has called each to do. This is Genesis 3 just playing out itself in America right now. In uh, globally, you know, whether it's roles in the church or roles in, in the workplace or, you know, I'm a woman and I can be a Navy SEAL and an Army Ranger. whatever it is, it's a lack of con- being content with the roles and responsibilities God has given, not seeing them as good, and just the practical living out of what God declared in Genesis uh, 3.15. I mean, not 3.15, I'm sorry, 3.16. And so... Yeah, the correlation is there in the sense that since the beginning, man has been shirking his responsibility to truly rise up and be a man and display biblical manhood masculinity. And in its absence, a woman steps into the gap and says, "Well, if you're not going to do it, I will."
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and that is that is why if if we had done the garden right, um, Adam would have been Adam would Adam would have been the <laughs> none t- of us would be <laughs> in this mess. Yeah. Well, true. <laughs> Not that we wouldn't have been here. This is a that's a different theodicy, Odyssey. But um, what what Adam would have done is slay the dragon. He would have he would have um, been the warrior necessary in that moment. Uh, so one of the and you read from Genesis three. One of the things that the crea- the creative mandate. And I forget which teacher. I believe it would have been Mark Driscoll. This so this would have been going back twenty years ago. Um, taught taught the creative uh, the creative mandate. Um, um, that men inside of that were to be cultivators, warriors, and sages mm-hmm. um, that they were to cultivate they were literally to cultivate in their in their in the wife in, in the woman and and in the earth and in in their jobs uh, that they were to they were to war they were to war against disorder as they were called to bring order uh, they were to war against outside forces coming in against the glory of God, and they were to be sages they were to impart the words of God. And how Adam had literally broke had had failed at all three of those things um, in in that moment, and because he had failed in that moment, you could see that it had to have been that he had failed prior to that moment. He had not done what he was called to do prior to that, because Eve's adding words to God's words. So he, Adam had already yeah. broken down in some of his his. Um, desire If he had been a warrior, the dragon doesn 't get in the garden that 's just the way it is that dragon 's got to go yeah. i mean so there's there's ways in which we as biblical men create the environment where Eve literally can fill the role of being the thing that completes in in humankind the imago day in the in the man and the woman, both being created in the image of God and then displaying different different attributes more primarily. Um, and if the men do their part, the women do their part. It's beautiful. It's always beautiful.
2: And that warrior part's not an afterthought, because in Genesis two fifteen, he tells Adam to work and to keep. And that word keep is shamar, which has the connotation of protector. Right. So I often say, God, you know, you're a, you're a gardener and a guardian, a worker and a warrior. But that's prior to the fall, and so. You know, we we miss that a little bit in our English, like in our English Uh translations. But that's letting you know that as a man, part of being a man and stepping into masculine masculine leadership is that you were created for conflict.
0: I feel like we've, I I feel, I just realized how, are we
2: even touching your question right now? What question?
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, but, so with that
2: yeah, so with, but with that like I think really if we talk about the, the, the you know women, but that's part, the thing the two. woman is trying to be the warrior that God did not design her to be. The, the, every Christian is called to fight against sin mm-hmm. and push back darkness. But the ways we do that in the spheres and realms we do that are different, but in my opinion. Having talked to multiple men across the country, there are no warriors in the male class. And so women, are rising, women are rising up to fill the ranks, right? It's like the book of Judges when they mention uh, Deborah. Well, it was in the absence of any male leadership she rose up, and so we're seeing that. And then to make a Christological kind of connection to kind of bring some of this home, notice that Jesus is the groom. The church is the bride, right we see a distinction of roles and responses and how those two re- relate to each other and then you notice that wives women are wives are supposed to respond to their husbands as, as they do to Christ so the husband does play that lordship role it's a it's a subordinate it's a delegated lordship but it's a lordship nonetheless and the woman responds as the church responds to Christ but because men are not accessi- – so we can get into this whole other topic would be – Goodness if, gracious, just to be clear, of, we've, uh, we've, the, just
0: hit, we've just touched the hour. Yeah. The, the myth of servant leadership.
2: Hour. I think servant leadership among men is a myth. It should be servant lordship in my opinion because in Ephesians 5, men are called to both serve and exercise authority, but men are serving, not exercising authority. And so women step in because women – when men do it biblically – Women flourish, but in the absence of men exercising their God-given, God-honoring authority, the woman steps into that role.
0: Well, if, I, I and so mean, that's
2: the that's the masculation because in the absence of a masculine man, somebody has to fill that role.
0: I don't think. So. I mean, if if we I mean, at that point, I feel like you're just re- redefining a term so that you can reassert what the term originally meant. I mean, I'm fine with the term servant leadership. The problem is, if you're not leading, then you're not doing servant leadership. So yeah, yeah, I think a, b, b,
2: b, I, I, the reason I push back on that is because some people, well, I'm just leading by example. But there's an authority, there, and as in a position of authority, there's also a delegating of what people, other peoples, are supposed to do.
0: But you're leading by example of service. But that's what he's saying. When, oh, I'm sorry, I assumed it was he that was you were speaking in the third person there. <laughs> I'm assuming that that was a he saying. I'm just leading by example of service. When what we're saying is, if you're a servant leader, you lead, and at times you will
2: serve, and that is how you will see that. But you but, are a leader. But if you look at the majority of literature out there mm-hmm. servant leadership is all about your actions, never about the speaking and delegating of authority in the vast majority. Of, you know, and, the, and you see that playing out with guys that go to work, they do, but they don't actually have that authoritative leading with the sage component that you said that you made reference to Driscoll. That's all but evaporated in most homes. I work hard. I just I, I serve for my I, I do this for my wife. I do that for my wife. You're doing and doing and doing but are you Okay
0: so you're being so you, so I thought you were actually speaking that the servant leadership was was not fulfilling the warrior aspects there. You're saying that it's not fulfilling the sage aspects?
2: I'm saying that the warrior I I you can't separate the warrior and the sage because this the way that the man is the warrior is by being rooted in the word of God communicating washing in the word of God and Fully that's agreed. the part where men are failing, right? That that ex that the the authority in the administration and instruction of the word of God right. is missing in the vast majority of men, and when you take that out, you—if you remove the word of God, you remove your masculinity.
0: Right. I think what we're—I think what we're communicating—probably, yeah. but I, I think what we're really seeing is the what 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 you're speaking about the problems with servant leadership that you see. It's the answering of the culture to what was what was a domineering in previous yeah. times a. a a, a callousness actually in many ways um, as we look at, at, at the times of explosions between the the well I mean there was ebbing and flowing of highs and lows in between the 20s and the 50s in our culture um, but that that idea yeah. that a man provided and he did certain things and he didn't he didn't touch other things and that wasn't yeah. his responsibility so if he did his thing he was good and if he doesn't touch those that's over there and
2: I think a major portion at least you know I'm just speaking from experience conversations've i had which is a narrow narrow focus, right? Is that so much of what men are talking about when they talk servant leadership gets wrapped up in this idea like happy wife, happy life, right? Well, that's okay. just horse crud anyway. But what, what ends up happening is you're actually not being a man then. You're actually just being a little servant slave, a puppy dog.
0: I don't even want to say the word you're actually being, but yeah. Yeah,
2: you're being a puppy dog. And so... A lot of men operate in this puppy dog mentality, just to keep their wife happy. They're more concerned with pleasing their wife than pleasing the Lord. And when you do that, you've completely given up your, mas- your your biblical masculinity.
0: Yeah, and if you think life's about, if you think you were ever designed to build a happy life, then you have missed the point of living in a Christ like yeah. way. Uh, it, happy and, life.
2: Yeah, and so I just like as we talk about that, like. Complementarianism today Has become like Now we have soft you know, That's a whole nother conversation But so much Is wrapped around that Is A loss of masculinity I mean The, the Bible's patriarchal
0: How dare you What are you talking about
2: right. It's a patriarchal culture
0: But you it, like Timothy Timothy came from his wife Was matriarchal right I mean Mother Grandmother Actually What no, I'm sorry, wife, yeah. yeah. He came from his mother. So you had mother and
2: grandmother pouring
0: into Timothy to to build a spiritual...
2: Yeah, but... and God blessed them. But Paul had to step in. I
0: was just giving right, you the door. Yeah. I was just opening the door. Yeah. For Paul
2: them. had to step in. And so I think as we're talking about masculinity and manhood and, and women stepping up, to answer the question in the masculation, if that's a word, uh, of women, Masculification. I think so much of that is coming from the fact that men are not understanding the role that God gave them to be, they are in a position of authority, and authority, when done properly, brings about the most flourishing for everyone. You know, there are abuses, but that's where the church needs to step up, and that's where biblical literacy matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, that that's where emotions and feelings and all of that has to be put at the feet of Christ and submit to the lordship of Christ. And when you submit to the lordship of Christ, you see that God has structured his church and the home to reflect that. And when we obediently do that, masculinity flourishes, and so does femininity, and you don't have this inverting of roles.
0: Right, and and when when God's men are are following God, um, God's women are, are free to follow God and be the women that God has created for them.
2: If masculinity was a bad thing, why was why did so many women follow Jesus?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: Jesus embodied masculinity perfectly, and yet well, his whole was, ministry
1: was supported. He was gentle and effeminate.
2: It might have been the like the broad shoulders. Well, he hair, was, and, uh, yeah, meek. Silky, yeah. was meek. He was meek. Right,
0: and if you had a little thing fall like glowing around yeah. you all the time, people would be like, "Yeah, what's up with that guy with the spotlight
2: around him?" I'd follow yeah. him I mean, too. Jesus displays aggression in the temple. Like, there's a positive guttural but reaction. But he also washes the feet of the disciples. Exactly. So there's we see this holistic picture. There's a part to serve, to be compassionate. There's a part to to get fire. I mean, you read Daniel chapter 7, right? The 13, right? Coming... Don't
0: give me major prophet stuff right now. What are you coming at me with here for?
2: In Revelation, the description of Jesus is not, you know, this, you know...
0: He's coming down, robe dipped in blood, tattoo on his leg, getting ready to take over the the armies of evil and sin with flaming swords coming out of his mouth.
2: I mean, he's not sitting in a safe space. No, he sure ain't. He's not a safe space therapy session. <laughs> no, he such, sure ain't. Like, he didn't
0: come to wash a lot of feet right then, did he?
2: But there's a time like where you love and you care. Wash I, his feet in blood. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's astounding that Jesus is a man. He's still a man in his resurrected body. And women followed him. They didn't view his masculinity as toxic. And so, therefore, masculinity, when done in a redemptive lens, is not toxic, it's not good, and it brings about the most flourishing... Especially considering the Roman culture back then where women had no rights. Jesus elevated women, their roles and their value to a level that flipped the world upside down.
0: Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Agreed. Jesus valued women far more than uh third and fourth wave of feminism has ever valued women. Hundred yeah. percent. I said it. It's
1: certainly more than Cardi B. So.
0: Oh no.
2: All right, Mecca. Ma- Ma- WAP oh, w- is worship and praise, right?
0: Get a bucket and a mop. <laughs> <I'm dying. laughs> what <is it> like? <laughs> so sad. Well, we are going on an hour twenty now. Actually, I was so to- so. I apologize. There, we were a little over. Anybody else have any other, <laughs> any other questions? Everyone's like, I have regrets for asking one question. I will ask no more questions.
1: <laughs> I don't have any more questions. I, I just have regrets. I just need
0: to know where's the where's my time coupon?
1: Well, I'd now like you guys know how I felt at uh, lunch today. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you
0: enjoyed yourself. Everybody else is wishing that they, they that the regrets are there. Because you were eating at the time. So, see, that's uh, the difference.
1: I was eating at the time. Mm. Good meats. Very good meats. I literally
0: sit down and, and I'm looking and I'm like, the waitress brings over meats. And Jesse, you're, you're hitting keto up again, right? Oh, yeah. And like I'm, I'm there and Alex and Jesse just have little plates of meats. And I'm like, what did you order? The meat sampler? Like, oh, we ordered a la carte. A la carte meats. Meats everywhere <laughs> on the table and they're all eating meats. And I'm like, oh, geez, this is manly. Eat meats now. huzzle. So. Oh, manly. Things. Well, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Got to cut it off. And uh, this has been the the Carde the Carpe. I almost Card- maybe say Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stay. I just want to say real quick I just want to, on the pick us up on the live stream. These these new epically awesome shirts that are coming soon to the awesome Carpe Fide website web store web store. The whole it's going to have. There's going to be blogs and and like fireworks. But this is the awesome. Come and take it, pulpit shirt. Come and take it. It's my pulpit. So if you know about the Gonzalez flag, I, it'll, uh, you'll, um, you'll, you'll gain some understanding of that. And I'm sorry you had to see it modeled first here on my fat body. But then yeah, tough crap. I'm a little curvy. I like my curves. Well, I'm really glad I did not stand up there. <laughs> Maybe it would have been easier to see the image, though. But uh, come and take it. The uh, Gonzalez flag usually has a cannon on it. And uh, basically, the whole idea of come and take it, uh, People people. some people were like, wow, that's a really aggressive shirt. You shouldn't be so aggressive and i said clearly you haven't read the bible and then i looked at them and, <laughs> and then i looked at them and said no it means that god has given the pulpit to to Proc- to proclaim the word, and uh, and if you're going to come after the pulpit, um, you're going to have to come and take it because mm-hmm. we ain't giving it up. Nope. Nope. So uh, that's coming soon. Just a little FYI. Also, check out the Men's Muster on all the socials. The Men's Muster, um, and uh, you will find A Rod's fantastic content there.
2: Fantastic socials. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, he does a great job. Um, he really he really does a good job, much like Carpe Fide at Monsieur Day Church at at uh, creating content. Um, Graphic imaging. Ah, yeah. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. I don't do it. I don't make that. But but both these guys, fantastic at it. Um, and uh, as we end our podcast here, uh, as always, must remember, seize the, the faith. faith.